What's up, fanboys? Welcome to What the Fanboy Podcast, where we talk about comics, movies, video games, and everything that we love. Unfortunately, there wasn't really that much going on this week, so we're just going to nope. kind of sit here and talk about our thoughts, you know? Just chat. Yeah. I'm cool with that. How do you feel today? I feel kind of great because E3 happened this week. I lied. We've got lots to talk about. Let's get into it. Hey guys, it's me, Luke, and I'm here with Tyler and Chris. And we have a special guest that I'd like to introduce. It's Mr. Brett Eitzen. How you doing, Brett? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad we could join you because you you know a lot about video games. You're a huge fan of E3. So you're going to bring a lot of insight, especially to me, because I don't really play that many video games. Just one. <laughs> Skyrim. Yeah. Sky Skyrim's a fine game. I've been playing tons of Skyrim this week, man. I've been hyped. Well, I'm glad I could join you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Glad glad we could all be here. I'm excited to talk video games with you guys. Uh, Brett, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what what you do? Sure. So, outside of guest appearing on podcasts, this is my first one. So. <laughs> You're a celebrity now. Uh, celebrity status. <laughs> um, no, I have can a... Can I have your autograph? <laughs> no. I have a YouTube... <laughs> um, I have a YouTube channel, um, Rye, R-E-Y Studios, um, where we do something similar. It's just in video rather than podcast form, so uh, lots of similar information there. You can find me on Twitter, at Brightson. Uh, hit me up there. I tweet a lot about video games <laughs> and movies and fun things that hopefully fans of your podcast will enjoy. Uh, you just came out with a Wonder Woman review, didn't you? Yeah, a little late to the party, but... Hey, um, hey, as long as you get out that fresh, hot content, that's all that matters, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's so, yeah, really loved Wonder Woman. Great movie. But Sweet. yeah, feel free to check out our uh, that review on our YouTube channel. Yep, he's got a good channel, guys. I highly recommend it. He's got a lot of good info. He's funny. He's got some cool people that go on there with him. What was that YouTube channel again one more time? Uh, Rye Studios. That's R-Y-E Studios. All right, guys, let's go ahead and start breaking down E3. A lot of good this year, a lot of bad this year, a lot that I actually have no idea what it is because I didn't pay attention to it this year. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to take a look at the press conferences. The first one would have been EA. What uh, stood out to you guys this year? I know, uh, Tyler, you're a fan of Madden. I am a fan of Madden. I'm excited um, for the new installment. 17 was a good improvement, so I'm looking forward to 18 to bring some new... Some new gameplay mechanics. I know they added one thing that is coach adjustments, which was something they should have added years ago. I've been wanting this, but now you can make um, your number one corner cover the number one receiver, which that's really popular in the NFL. And my favorite team has best corner in the game, Josh Norman. So I'm excited for that. And they're also adding uh, the long shot story, um, very similar to the journey on FIFA. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. That was one of the things you were hoping they would announce right right i was hoping they'd give some more information on the long shot and it looks like it's going to be more like a movie than it is a game which i think is actually really cool something different um sony does a few games like that and we'll talk about detroit later um but they did heavy rain that was similar to that kind of little gameplay more cinematic um so the long shot will be cool i, I think it'll be fun it'll kind of give you an inside look at 
what it looks like being a long shot, going to the combine, you know, the things they see. Obviously not 100% real, but as close as we're going to get because none of us are going to the NFL. So, um, Based on the footage that we saw of the gameplay, what do you think of the graphical improvements? Well, they switched over to Frostbite this year, yeah, finally. That, that's, that's a huge deal for EA. They're actually pushing to have all of their releases come out on Frostbite, um, the, the engine made by DICE. And I think that Madden was the last of their sports franchises to make the jump over to Frostbite. Yeah, I, I think it'll be good for it. Um, you know, football has weather involved. So I think the weather graphics will be really cool to see. I know snow used to just look like a white piece of paper on the field. <laughs> yeah. So. And uh, EA actually, they pushed a lot of their games over to Frostbite a while ago. I think FIFA made the jump in 2016. And that was um, FIFA 17's release, and that game is gorgeous. All of EA's non-sports games have been on Frostbite for a while now. The struggle with the sports games is they release them every year. A lot of other franchises, they release on an every other year basis, so they have more time to update, to switch over to the new engine. With the sports games, you know, because they're coming out one, one every year, they don't have as much time to work on the engine. So this was a big jump forward for Madden to be able to shift over to the new Frostbite engine, and I'm sure EA is really happy about that. Oh yeah, I'm really happy about it. All in all, I think Madden 18 had a good showing. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it. Any thoughts on Madden, Brett? I was just gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm not a I don't play sports games all that much, but those uh, the Madden assets in 4K looked incredible. So, the last sports game I played, I think, was Madden 2003. We got to change that. So I'm a little behind. Got to come over and play Madden with me or FIFA. What was the uh, original Xbox Blitz? Uh, Blitz? Oh, NFL, NFL Blitz. Blitz. I, Midway, I think that's probably my last one. NFL Blitz on the Nintendo 64. Um, guys, NFL Blitz in the Godfather's arcade. That's where I played it. <laughs> Put in a quarter. I'm not from here, so I don't know what that is pizza place like a, yeah little pizza place gotcha Hold that's on. awesome it's freaking dope pizza place mm. all right so another major announcement from ea was the uh battlefront 2 we got to see some footage from that uh what are your guys thoughts on battlefront i'm excited for a story for a campaign yes single player campaign is huge for that game i think it just looks like they heard their fans you know the first game came out there's no campaign there's a lot of complaining kind of felt bare bones ish um so they, it looks like they added a lot they rushed rushed it for the force awakens or release i think so I think, too and i think that really think that really hurt it but uh looks great especially on the scorpio <laughs> i really like the uh, hero fights that we got to see like with darth maul like him boomeranging his lightsaber yes i appreciate they it doesn't seem like they feel like they have to stay within eras right we saw the battle on Theed and we saw darth maul and then all of a sudden there was ray and it's like well it doesn't make sense but who cares it's gonna be fun especially if those characters have specific abilities mm -hmm. that provides a lot of gameplay opportunity i also wonder if they'll have dialogue with each other oh it, yeah. ever you know i think that could be fun well, and especially in the in the multiplayer, they're moving across all three Star Wars eras. The single player campaign, if my understanding is correct, is kind of filling the space in between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. 
And I love the character who it's starring as a imperial officer, female imperial officer, who grew up in the Empire fighting what she's probably always seen as like a terrorist group. Yeah. Like, yeah, we've only ever seen the rebels as the heroes. But what will it be like to inhabit the shoes of someone who sees them as the bad guys? Is the main female, is she British? Do you know? Does she have a British accent? Because she, if she does, then that means all the three new main female protagonists will all be British brunettes. <laughs> so I hope not. I can't Good remember. observation. It's super annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand it. To be fair, in movies, British people are always cast as the villains. That's true. Just because they have that voice, that gravitas. All right, anything else on Battlefront? Uh, free DLC. That's oh, huge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you. Last time we had to buy two games. Thank <laughs> yeah, you, like Titanfall Two. Thank you, Titanfall Two, for segueing that. Yeah, Battlefront's actually borrowing a lot from Titanfall. The, I mean, the original Titanfall didn't have a campaign, mm-hmm. and it was it was strictly multiplayer, just like the original Battlefront. I say original Battlefront. The the, the original Battlefront reboot. The reboot. Yes, <laughs> the the original reboot of Battlefront, um, and now they're both of their sequels realized. Single player is an important aspect of a game, and so they're incorporating a campaign to that. Um, Tyler, how is Titanfall 2's campaign? Was it? It's wonderful. Okay, good. Go read some reviews, or you can play through it. You just have to come over because I bought it digitally. All right, that that gives me hope for Battlefront's campaign. One thing that I was concerned about their campaign is it just being a uh, basically walking through each of the multiplayer maps and um, basically playing like multiplayer with bots but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case so i'm excited for that now one thing i hope is it was my biggest gripe about the first game cards and the power-ups they didn't show whether or not those are still in it i hope they're not in it i wouldn't be be surprised if they are but it does look like the the class system is coming back yeah that looked a little and so hopefully things will be a little more accessible through just xp grinding rather I, than i just want to be able to climb into a tank not have to run around and look for a power up <laughs> yeah that was a gripe something i've noticed even just after talking about these first two games it seems like ea really wants to push narratives now um the journey on fifa 17 madden 18 having the long shot and now battlefront 2 getting a campaign it seems like they really want to show off their narrative so hopefully it'll be good definitely um speaking of narratives the uh, ea announced a way out i hadn't heard anything about that beforehand uh what what are you guys initial thoughts on a way out i think it's a cool concept um can somebody explain the concept to me yeah so basically the game is it's only multiplayer but it's not like your typical multiplayer like it's always split screen so even if you're playing like if you and i were playing and i was home and you were here it's always split screen so i can see your screen and you can see my screen at the same time that's interesting and basically you're prison breaking right mm-hmm. yeah it's a, prison yeah. Break game. It's, a it's a 1970s prison break heist oh that's pretty cool yeah it, it's a cool concept now the way it's going to be executed could be risky though i kind of worry about it yeah i say it sounds cool but i'm, I'm not gonna put down 60 dollars on it so right i'm just gonna say that right now right it's a lot of money i'm excited for the fact that it's couch co-op um Couch Co-op kind of died with this generation of consoles, so I'm glad to see it coming back a little bit. I would love to see more games um, include Couch Co-op options. The Lego games do. 
Fun fun fact. <laughs> Halo 6, which is not mentioned at all at E3, but they have already said that for Halo 6 and all of Halo FPS games moving forward, they're going to have split, return to split screen. Because yeah, was it Halo 5 that, oh, that didn't have that? Yes. Which they were built on couch co-op. Yeah. The fact that they removed that from one of their games was ridiculous to And me. system links. I think, yeah. And system link, and supposedly system link is supposed to be coming back as well. Oh, I mean, it's a return to form, and I think that's part of that is a developers are really comfortable with these consoles now and what they can do with the power and developing for them, you know, so they can bring back those features that they felt like they had to drop. <laughs> Anything else for EA? Oh, one more thing about a way out. I i think that's just a boom or bust game i think it's either going to be really well received or it could just be a nightmare and ea could really take a big hit for it it seems like it's certainly a smaller game in terms of development cost so you know if it's if it's praised critically but doesn't sell well i think they'll be happy with it still time will tell yeah yeah i'm gonna agree with brett on this one it's um it's being made by the same guys that made brothers a tale of two sons which is an amazing game yeah and it, it got great critical acclaim um i don't think it sold super well but it was also it was a, a smaller budget game so it didn't need to mm-hmm. i'll need to play that and i think i think that this is just them getting their their chance at making a, a definitely not a triple a title but a a larger larger than their in their first run a chance to make a bigger game yeah it's awesome and the last thing that ea announced at the end of their conference that I think we're all excited to talk a little bit about um, was the new IP Anthem. Mm. <laughs> so good. Anytime a company announces a new IP, it's exciting. But then when they show it and it looks like this, just th- this one's still the show for me. I don't know how I feel about this game. Graphically, it looks great. However, I found the gameplay they showed to be incredibly generic and kind of boring like they go to the edge of that i don't know the cliff or whatever they're jump off and he's like oh i got a mortar gun she's like oh we might need that it's like this is the most wonky dialogue (laughs) it's like i don't know if i could take a full game of that granted it's made by bioware who made kotor and mass effect so they definitely still have my interest and i imagine it's when does it come out next year it's announced for 18 but i would not be surprised to see it come in 19 yeah they've got plenty of time to do something about that that might have just been for e3 for all i know well they usually do and they did that with the division as well ubisoft did they have people do voiceover so it it like oh so that's not that's that's not not in game game. dialogue that's two people playing actually two people playing together right that's people talking on their headsets that's and if you've played and if you've played destiny or the division you know that that's we legit get excited about stupid things like that yeah <laughs> okay that makes me feel a little bit better I'm, i still have my gun. reservations dude you got the zalo what yeah like it, it, it yeah it's just part of multiplayer gameplay that's that makes me feel a little better it, that's a legitimate critique though of their reveal in that i've heard a lot of people say was, were, was that the characters talking yeah <laughs> i'm just because they didn't differentiate them enough from everything else right. from the earlier cutscene where we did see them talk back yeah. and forth yeah I'm, I'm just worried it's going to become a style over substance game could be yeah like potential here, here's what we made look how cool it looks here's a crappy story and that's what happened with destiny it's like here's this amazing gameplay in this really compelling universe but that's it 
that's it. <laughs> have fun. And they fixed Grind that, your heart but out. But Anthem does have a high bar to meet because it'll come out after Destiny 2. And, and Mass Effect, that whole series. I mean, that was yeah. so well received until Andromeda that they have to... Obviously, their attention was on Anthem when Andromeda came out. They weren't really worried about that game. They were right. they were focused on right. Anthem and everything they wanted to show at E3. They so. were probably relying on the Mass Effect name to get them all the sales and just get some cash. Yeah. There's inevitably going to be a lot of comparisons between Anthem and Destiny. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you look at Destiny's origins through Bungie, they, you know, they were making FPSs. And Bioware has been making... Uh, role-playing games mm-hmm. so i think that that's going to be a lot of the distinction i think that anthem is going to handle the role-playing aspect more effectively than destiny did whereas i think destiny is going to handle the, the gameplay the, gun, the gunplay um and, and a lot of that aspect stronger than anthem will i would agree also it's third person i don't know if that intrigues any of you guys i love third person shooters i'm a big gears of war fan so I'm pretty excited. indifferent on third person. It doesn't surprise me knowing that they're the developers behind Mass Effect. Right. They've always been third person developers. So, um, If you enjoy Destiny and you're excited about Anthem, I highly recommend you check out the free-to-play game Warframe. Yes. It's on mm-hmm. Xbox. It's on PC. I think it's on PlayStation, but I'm not 100% sure it on is. that. As, as far as free-to-play games go, it's really well set up to where you don't you don't need to pay money mm-hmm. to be able to play that game at all. It's not a pay-to-win like a lot of other free-to-play games are. So if you are into the Destiny-type games, I'd highly recommend it. It is on PS4, by the way. Thank you. Uh, so moving on from EA, I think those are all the major talking points, everything worth talking about at EA. So we can go ahead and move on to the Microsoft conference. How about that new box? <laughs> yeah, so their their first major announcement, the... Uh, Xbox One X. Worst name ever. How, yeah, how do you feel about that name? It's stupid. Looks like a dumb middle schooler's gamer tag. So stupid. It was far and away I clearly from what, hate it. It was far and away from what I thought they would come with, but I mean, it doesn't bother me too much. I'll it, probably just be abbreviating, abbreviating it to Xbox. Yeah. I also, I just kind of thought about this. It kind of sounds similar to S. X S X. It's kind of hard to differentiate. I think they should have just Xbox One S, like what you said last week. Plus, yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I think that's no. Better. One X is way better than Plus. No, it look. It sounds so dumb. I hate it so much. Marketing wise, as someone who works in the marketing world, like I can tell you why they did that. It's because they had the One S. And they didn't want to differentiate it too much because again, it's not a new con- it's not like a new console generation. It's just a big brother, and to go and Scorpio would be way too far away from that. Yeah, but you using a letter that's already in it twice. It's too many X's. It's three X's, and that's dangerous. <laughs> it's triple X. It's going to be nasty. But aside from the name, what did you guys think of the specs? The reveal, the price, the the price. <laughs> Personally, I think it's too much for a console. I think that the market that they're looking for is already buying uh, high-end gaming PCs, and they're not going to be diving back into the console market. I initially would have agreed with you, but then I think back and I realize I bought an original Xbox (laughs) One for $500, so what do I know? (laughs) I still have the Xbox One original 
and I got it as a gift. So I have not bought an Xbox One yet. I am split on it. I don't know if it's too much or too little yet. What? Like, I, I just I just think because I know I'm not going to get one that I'm indifferent about it. Mm-hmm. If the next thing I buy, if I get it soon, I'm going to get a PS4 because I want to play Spider-Man. <laughs> That's I, fair. I think something with the price point um, is when is the next gen coming? I think that price point kind of alludes to it's going to be a while i think it will be a while i think i think generations are getting longer we saw with a ps3 and and the xbox 360 was was nine years eight or nine so it was a long time and what are we in year four four of the the new systems so i think the old idea of a a new generation console a full step up i think that that's changing a lot i now that we're entering this kind of like half-step world of consoles, I wouldn't be surprised if in two years there'll be games released that technically run on the original Xbox but run very poorly. Mm. Um, and that you almost need an Xbox One X to run to run the new games effectively. I think the Xbox One S will probably be the bare minimum, um, especially by the time Anthem comes out. I think I like I know I plan on getting an S before Anthem comes out just because I don't want to risk it. I mean I'm I'm so excited for that game I want it to run smoothly, so I I plan on at least upgrading to the S at that time. If the X is cheap, maybe I get the X, but not not entirely sure. My my plan is to wait for an Anthem Xbox One X bundle. Oh, that's inevitable too. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because that's I mean Microsoft's clearly pulling this i mean not pulling the marketing strings but they're putting the money behind it like sony does for destiny oh yeah so oh, yeah the fact that they showed it at their at their press conference says a lot about that yeah they they ended their press conference with an eight minute demo anthem gameplay with the anthem dev on the stage yeah. like he he was talking so they're clearly invested in it so oh yeah they they expect big things so and i do too but one other positive for me about the xbox one x is bringing back the black coloring of the console. The matte black, I think, looks awesome. Yeah, I, I like the way it looks a lot. Yeah. I ended up buying the uh, Battlefield 1 edition of the Xbox One S because I didn't want a white Xbox One S. So I'm, I'm glad that they're bringing back the black consoles. Yeah. Guys, it's the inside that counts. Not the outside. <laughs> And the One X's hardware inside is yes, it's beefy. very impressive. <laughs> like, it's bonkers. From all the legit news sites and people who have looked at it, everyone seems impressed. So, I, and I don't know enough. I can say those are big numbers, right? Yeah, but, that's but the I don't know if those big numbers and the five hundred dollar price point if they match up. And what I'm seeing is, yeah, for the most part, they do. Like five hundred is a good good i mean a good price for the product right now is it a good price for a gamer i think you have to decide how hardcore of a gamer are you and age i think age will have a big problem with selling that too because a lot of gamers are younger you know high school kids college kids college kids are broke so it's definitely an aging demographic though where that's true as as we get older obviously gamers are getting older and older we have a, a little more disposable income and right We'll see the Power Rangers movie I mean, <laughs> appeal to the older audience. So, 
that's what xbox is doing too yeah yep. not all of the audience <laughs> <laughs> i i have heard that it's almost a little overpowered at this point uh, i think it was luke was telling me the uh, the gears of war developers um that was me i apologize tyler was telling me the gears of war developers upscaled gears of war 4 to 4k to run on the on the xbox one x and they weren't even close to the technical limitations of the xbox one x yeah they said they had a lot left a lot of power left so yeah there's a lot of headroom left it makes me excited for games that are coming out in two or three years though right oh yeah gonna have to buy a 4k tv though and i mean that's like gears of war was i mean it was produced before all of this was known about the xbox one x so games that are now being produced solely with the xbox one x in mind will be able to to use as much of that power as they can yeah so games like anthem are going to be able to utilize a lot more of that yeah another game that hopefully utilizes that is assassin's creed obviously not right away but later down the line because they did announce that they're going to have a lot of titles updating Mm -hmm. to run on the xbox one x at 4k and stuff so hopefully assassin's creed is one of those because the environments in those games are awesome i thought they were showing off some stuff on fork at 4k oh were they at the at the conference yeah they were playing it on this on scorpio and 4k now i don't know if that's if that's yeah. at launch type thing or that's something they'll patch in later but i mean it looks like it's good and assassin's creed is uh or origins origins yes. assassin's creed origins it's nice that they took a year off yeah finally it two, looks like that's really paying off. Yeah, two-year hiatus is, is over, and I hope they come back and crush it and get back to form because the last two installments have been kind of iffy. Unity released with just tons of bugs. I still played through it, but it was it was rough. And then I haven't even played Syndicate. I was too scared. Origins, has it's been in the pipeline for a while, and it actually was not originally an Assassin's Creed game. Just like the original Assassin's Creed, it started out as a new Prince of Persia game. Mm. And then in development, they decided to shift and and make it an Assassin's Creed game. I'm very happy they did that because I'm excited to see with with the free running and the, the climbing and all that, what they can do with Egypt and, and tombs and crypts like that, that can be a lot of fun. Like, I, I really look forward to this one. I have a question. Did Ubisoft like developers help with the assassin's creed movie at all ubisoft has their own um movie studio so they made that movie yeah okay unity was glitchy i hear never played it didn't think it looked fun syndicate i heard from everybody was terrible i thought assassin's creed movie looked terrible i know tyler you liked it i enjoyed it I i didn't have any interest in it so i think my reservations about origins are well founded but I'm excited. Still, I like three and I like four. I've never played one or two. Yeah, two's the best one. Yeah, I know, but I money. Who are you? Money doesn't grow on trees, Tyler. Two's like three dollars. I I might I might own it, and I live with you, so okay. I'll just borrow it from you sometime. Anyway, yeah, I I'm excited, but I have reservations. Just kind of like Anthem, but. I would have been more excited if this had been a Prince of Persia is back moment than here's a new Assassin's Creed. I agree. I agree. Like, give me Assassin's Creed 
level gameplay in a Prince of Persia game. Mine, like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, if you can see him take right now, he's freaking out. <laughs> take, I, take my money. I loved uh, the Prince of Persia Sands of Time on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite games growing up. Um, Warrior Within was fun. A little little too uh, metal for me, but it was fun. Uh, but then once they started making the, the game that, that came out concurrently with the Prince of Persia movie, that one was a little clunky. And you could see that they were starting to send their focus over to Assassin's Creed instead. Hashtag whitewash. <laughs> preach it so i would i would be really happy to see a new prince of persia that they put the same level of of effort and and budget into as they do assassin's creed one last thing about assassin's creed bow and arrow gameplay is always a plus for me and that's in there and yes i'm I'm so excited about that the the whole like six shooting like six arrows at one time i'm on board i don't care how unrealistic it is so over the top (laughs) perfect if you're going to be over the top, be way over the top. Don't don't fake it. Yeah. Just go for it. All right, um, another announcement during the Microsoft press conference. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds coming to console. That's a huge win for Microsoft. That it's the most popular battle royale game in the world right now and they managed to get console exclusivity. Yes. They, that's what they need to do. They need to do more things like that to try and Yeah, cuz Microsoft is Getting compete against Sony, Sony yeah. with exclusives. I actually think that this E3 kind of showed me as a, in general, a bit of a turning point for them in that it seems like Xbox is now the ones who are like, we're more about the players than Sony is. And there's a number of things we'll talk about a little later that point to that. But that shift of who's who's more dominant just goes back and forth every generation, or at least it has been. And so... It you know it's just it was time for Mike for Microsoft to go down and PlayStation to go up, and depending on how, if we do get new generations or don't, um, we're gonna see that up that rise and fall alter differently now. But I think Microsoft's doing a good job at saying, look, no, we care about gamers. Yeah, I also think that the Player Unknown Battleground announcement is it's great news for Player Unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, their game has been great and it's been huge it's I think it's the most streamed game on Twitch always at the top like six yeah streams always that being said they have a lot of technical issues it's a very poorly optimized game um, but it's also a very small studio it's mostly one guy doing a lot of the stuff and so with Microsoft behind him I feel like he'll be able to improve the game a lot more a lot faster Oh, yeah, he's going to get crazy funding bringing that to Xbox. Kind of reminds me of, like, with how it's a small studio, reminds me of, like, Blumhouse and how they make Get Out for $2 million, but it makes $150 million in the box office. Yeah, Mm -hmm. kind of the same idea. And what do you guys think that's going to... Like, I know it didn't say fall this year. I think holiday is what I I said. What do you guys think the price is going to be? You think it's going to be a full $60 game, or do you think it's going to come out as, like, a 40... Kind of like the Friday the 13th game is a small studio production I, I would i would peg it at like a 20 or 40 dollar the the early, point. early access price on pc right now is 30 dollars oh really yeah wow um, that's high yeah that is pretty expensive but at least it's not 60 but with early access once it's complete you don't have to pay the extra like you just you get yeah it. no i i own it once it's fully released i own it 
Yeah. Right, but are, I mean, are they planning on coming out with new maps? Uh, I mean, there's not. It's not a game that's focused around a campaign. What am I paying sixty dollars for? Well, I think that a a a, a game that I just. I get that it has infinite replay value, but yeah, I think it's. I I wouldn't be surprised if it stays at thirty mm-hmm. when it initially releases. A lot of games will be cheaper in early access, and then once they are released, they'll go up to a a, a full price. But I th- I think that this game will stay at thirty, even once it's released, which I think is a little high considering that it's you're playing on one map. I will say that it's the most fun multiplayer battle royale game I've ever played. Um, I think it's more fun than games like Overwatch and being able to play in groups. You can you can team up, either you can go solo, duo, or a squad of four. And doing that with your friends is one of the best experiences I've had playing a computer game with some of my friends online. So I, I think it's justified paying $30 for it. Part of that is because I bought it this week, so maybe I'm trying to justify that spending. <laughs> no, that's fair. I just... I'm excited for Hunger Games on Xbox, basically. I mean... Darn it. Your Cut last that. whistle sounded terrible. Cut that out. But yeah, count me in. I'll, so, I'll definitely be picking this one up. Yeah, I will, be, I will be too. I just think that it's... Early access games are hit or miss for me. Arc. Arc. Big miss big for miss. me. <laughs> big miss for me as well. Sorry, Lepke. You have to have a... I think as a developer, you have to have a, here's our game plan and yeah, Ark just be kind very of, clear about that. They were just winging it. I yeah. felt like they, they released their game. They were like, just play it and we're just going to do stuff. That's actually one really positive thing about player unknown battlegrounds is they, whenever there are issues in the game, like if there's a glitch or something, something that they do that a lot of develop, other developers don't do is they publish that glitch they show they show it to the community they say hey hey, this is this is something that we're fixing they'll show video of the glitch happening they'll Mm. they'll bring the community's attention even more to it and say we're we're fixing this and then they'll fix it and their their patch notes are more in depth they're more clear about what they're actually doing and what they're working on there's a lot more transparency about what it is they're working on which i think is what early access games need to eventually be successful. Yeah, I agree. Very well, cool. That's good. I, I'll have to watch some streams as that approaches. So, Speaking of Hunger Games, Battle Royale, the Darwin. The Darwin Project. How yeah. do we feel about the Darwin Project? I, I just think it's an eSport game, definitely. I don't think it's something that I will play a whole lot. But Would you pay $5 for it? Oh yeah, I mean, I'll pay $5 for almost any game at this point watching so grass grow the game five dollars <laughs> count me in dude i love watching grass grow no uh no i think it'll be it could be fun um it kind of looks cartoony kind of like overwatch that has that kind of feel to it um i w- probably won't play it but if they have a trial weekend i'll i'll give it a shot and see what it's about yeah the presentation certainly felt like they're gearing it up for an esports right yeah they had the announcer and yeah commentary and all that so yeah i I, th- I think it's looks interesting. I think I need to see more before I make a judgment on it. But yeah, definitely. Did it, did it have a date? the The most interesting thing to me in that presentation was the mixer integration, mm. which made it seem even more like the Hunger Games with the uh, the sponsorships that you can 
someone outside of the game can give you an overshield. That was actually pretty cool. I don't know if it'll catch on. If it does, then obviously we'll be seeing that in a lot more games. But I think this is kind of one of their one of their test test runs to see how Mixer integration works with games. There was no announced release for that. Okay. So. Um, another game that I'm incredibly excited about, and I think Brett is as well, was the announcement of Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh my gosh. I heard that piano music, and I just lost my mind because I knew exactly what it was. His Twitter lit up at that moment. I remember seeing it like come across the board, all caps, exclamation points, Ori! Yeah, if you have not played Ori in the Blind Forest, it might be the best Metroidvania-type game ever Is it a platformer? Ever made. Yeah, yeah, it's a platformer adventure. So, similar to games like Metroid or Castlevania, where you um, slowly unlock abilities and those allow you to go to new areas of the map. Um, I That game's beautiful. Or in the Blind Forest it's is amazing. So gorgeous. I'm so excited to see Will of the Wisps on 4K. I've never played it. I've never played it either, so... I don't. I guess we have to get on that. Chris, we'll have to change that. Really raving about it. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out for ourselves. What are we doing with our lives, Luke? And such an emotional story. Like, yeah. Ori in the Blind Forest is not a happy story, and it doesn't look like Will of the Wisps is either. But I'm so in. Yeah, and they they're able to tell the story so well through the score, mm-hmm. and like, there's not a lot of text. There's not. There's no speaking, but they still convey such strong emotions so effectively i i love that game makes me think of limbo more game play than limbo it's it's more it's it's deeper than limbo in terms of but yeah i mean that's yeah in in the sense that it's yeah limbo was able to portray portray emotions pretty effectively Mm -hmm. through um just through atmosphere ori ori is similar to that but in my opinion better um, another exciting announcement about Ori, the platform fighter Super Smash Brothers clone Rivals of Ether just announced Ori as one of their playable characters. So I'm super excited. When I was playing Ori in the Blind Forest, one of my first thoughts was Ori would be a perfect Smash Brothers fighter. Mm-hmm. And so now Ori is in a Smash clone game, and I'm really excited about that. So now I need to try this game out. Definitely definitely recommend it microsoft also showed a um some more of the shadow of war yeah um shadow of war i mean did you guys play shadow of mordor a little bit that game's awesome i really liked it yeah i I really liked the bounty system i really liked the rivalry nemesis system is what they called it Mm -hmm. i'll be honest i got kind of bored with it because i felt like it had some of the same struggles as the original assassin's creed where you were kind of doing the same mission over and over again yeah well if we've learned anything if we've learned anything assassin's creed one is probably the low point in my opinion i mean the concept was cool everybody's really excited about that but in terms of the game itself it was kind of weak assassin's creed 2 is i think by far the best installment i agree so hopefully shadow of war kind of follows that same path and we get a a really exciting game especially with this new like army building system where you recruit that I, came out of nowhere right that's uh, yeah and that's what, awesome what was the guy's name that he recruited he's like the butcher or something yeah. like that that dude was awesome like they had some some humor like i look forward to that it'll be a lot of fun mm-hmm. 
I thought the first one looked really cool. Thought it was a cool concept. I didn't play it. Money doesn't grow on trees, people. It, it's worth picking up. I, I think it's worth. It's different. It's very different. Like it. I remember when they showed it the first time, and I was like, "This is Assassin's Creed all over again." Mm-hmm. And then I played it, and I was like, "Ooh, this is a, quite a bit different." So I think it's worth picking up. It's maybe ten, fifteen bucks now. You can play it on my PC, or you can play it on Chris's PC. Maybe. I I think the second one looks cool too, but I don't know if I'll I probably won't pick it up either. But does Luke like games, guys? I don't think so. Just Skyrim <laughs> and Zelda <laughs> and Battlefield and Injustice and the Arkham games and Injustice. <laughs> so yes, he likes games, just a select few. And Tetris. Microsoft also announced they're bringing their original Xbox games back <sighs> up through the backwards compatibility program. Um, and bringing back the Duke. I saw, yeah, I saw that they're bringing back the Duke controller, which could care less about. I'm that, definitely not going to get that, but that is still cool, right? I don't think they're going to sell as many as they think they are because people there's, come, there's collectors out there. The yeah. reason that the Duke, the reason that they made the um, S controller on the original Xbox was because no one liked the Duke. <laughs> Microsoft don't care; they're giving you the Duke whether you like it or not. That sounds dirty. So I think that does sound dirty. <laughs> But I think this is another one of those moves that Microsoft is making to show that they really care about their fans and gamers in general. Like, this is not a profitable thing for them to do. I agree. Backwards compatibility in any form, even the 360 version, is not a profitable thing to do. I I disagree to an extent because no one owns their Xbox games anymore, so people will be buying them digitally. Some of us own our. <laughs> some of us still own our original Xbox and all their games what? and controllers. I'm a collector. Oh, okay, I have, so I have a problem. We there we go. There's a collector. <laughs> but so. but no. But you're not going to be selling these games at sixty bucks. Thirty even thirty bucks. I mean, these are going to be ten dollar games that you can pick up. If you're bored, wait for bored, a new title. Waiting for yeah, or you just buy it on Amazon for like a dollar probably. Maybe. Well, I don't the know thing if is, run the, the disc. physical. They do. They will run the discs. What? Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. You can put the disc in, and it will run it. I'm assuming it'll be just like the 360 games, where you put the disc in, and then it downloads it. Yeah, you still I would need, assume so. You still need the disc to run it. I'm yeah. assuming. Um, but right now, th- those properties are just sitting there, not making Microsoft money, and a lot of people don't have those games anymore. Right. So they will be buying them digitally, which is. It's not going to make them a ton of money, but it will be it will be a profit point. I'm just them. saying for what they pay their developers, their internal engineers to go and make this yeah. possible, I don't think it makes them enough money for, as a business decision to be breaking even. Like us like it's not necessarily a smart business decision in terms of dollars, but in terms of this gets our gets our fans excited and it's good, you know, it's goodwill for our players like in that case, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, I, I guess I'd agree with you. I'll I'll concede this point. <laughs> you don't have to. Let's Got fight em. it out. Got him. <laughs> um, but anyways, very excited. They yeah. showed off Crimson Skies. Yeah. What other fan favorite? What other games would you guys want to see show up in the backwards compatibility program? I just want Arena Football back. I'm the sports game guy here, so. I just love to have that back. It was a lot of fun. It was different. It was like Madden, but faster. So games didn't take as long. 
you scored like 100 points a game just kind of felt arcade-ish so I, I really look forward to that hopefully coming back but i'm i'm really doubtful that it will hopefully uh fusion frenzy it'd be fun to throw that on and play with my daughter when she's slightly older <laughs> can handle it but i didn't have an original xbox i only ever played halo when i went over to other people's house and that's already been you can blame the parents on that one <laughs> sorry mom i love you <laughs> um I don't know if this game is it's been like remastered on mobile stuff but it's KOTOR so I don't know if that's already possible or not or whatever but that would be amazing I love that and I still have the hard disk of KOTOR 2 because GameStop wouldn't buy it back (laughs) so I was like fine I'll just keep it (laughs) looks like that's gonna pay off we'll talk about GameStop another day yeah I speaking of Star Wars games I would love to see uh, Star Wars Republic Commando come back yes amen <laughs> sector clear not clear <laughs> yeah they'll be able to bring in some of the old battlefront games too so that'll be fun which will be nice especially if this new one isn't any good <laughs> there's always Sorry, that risk <laughs> always that risk so do uh, we want to jump into the sony or do you guys have a little bit more on xbox um i think that's all i've got for xbox yeah we can jump into sony okay pretty uh major sequel coming out for sony i know bretta i see a lot of your screenshots pop up on my twitter this pretty uh low scale minor influencing game that not really very many people play uh destiny 2 is coming out yeah it's got a really small fan base yeah Tiny we're, studio we're a real like tight-knit group <laughs> not there's not a lot of us but we're pretty we're pretty passionate about it yeah destiny 2 by the way, check out his uh, Destiny 2 video on YouTube he made. It's quite good. Him it's a good Ted. one. Oh, one yes, of the our... first... That was the first review you guys put up, wasn't it? It was our, it was our reveal reactions to the gameplay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool vid, cool vid. Sorry. So we'll, we'll have a full gameplay review in October, probably, after we get a couple weeks with it. You going to do beta impressions? Ooh, Absolutely. I was just curious. Absolutely. I'll yeah. watch it. I, I legit forgot that beta is happening. <laughs> July 21 is the open. July 19 is the Xbox, Xbox close. Yeah. So uh, what do you think about Destiny 2's? So, yeah, Destiny 2 looked really good. Um, I assume they were showing it on PS4 Pro. It's going to look even better on Xbox One X. Um, they didn't show me much. They didn't show much new in anything new in terms of gameplay but they revealed a lot about gall uh the villain you finally got a good look at him yeah he's like he's kind of scary looking he's like a like a legit villain so for anyone who hasn't played destiny the villains in destiny are pretty much just have been bosses they're just bullet sponges we don't get much backstory we don't get much emotion out of them oryx is probably the one exception to that yeah um so Gaul is really intriguing as a character, and that's what excites me to go up against him. And and the fact that his motivation is what our motivation is too, which is to be guardians. He he doesn't want to destroy the traveler. He doesn't want to destroy the the light. He wants to inhabit that. He wants to be the chosen people. Right. I I think. Yeah, they didn't show a whole lot of new stuff, but I think what they did show was that again we go with narratives. They're mm-hmm. going to push a story and. Yeah. 
I thought that was lacking in the first game big time. Absolutely. Vanilla Destiny is as clean as it gets. There's You just shoot stuff and you go get stuff. I mean, that was it for Destiny 1. Destiny 2 looks like they're really going to get into some storytelling, some cinematics. Um, I know they said that there won't be any ship battling. Yeah, still no point to have a ship. Still no Star Fox. Except for getting to place to place. But Yeah, hopefully that's something they fix. But yeah, other than that, I do have a few reserves about Destiny 2. Mostly with how lazy the new supers feel. Mm. I feel like they didn't put a lot of time into this. I feel like they just took... Like, the Titan is the only one who I feel like got something new. Yeah. And that is with the movable cover, the shield, um, but still the bubbles there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lepke tells me all the time I have to talk about sword hammers. <laughs> so the Titans had hammers that they could throw, and it was just super overpowered mm-hmm. in multiplayer. Crazy OP. So then they add it to the Warlock with sword hammers, basically. You can throw swords now instead of hammers. Like, I just, it doesn't feel original. It doesn't feel new. Um, I just really worry that the game won't feel as refreshing as I'm hoping it will with the supers. Cause the supers are like the first time you pop the golden gun in destiny one, you're just like, Oh, you just can't control yourself. And I don't feel like I'm going to get that feeling again. Right. So I, I just hope they find a way to capture that magic. I still feel like they have something up their sleeves. They're not showing though. There's definitely something else. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that all of the new super stuff, they've just, they've, they're not showing it. Yeah. And, I, I hope they and, hold it. And we surpri- and it just we're surprised by it and it's amazing. Yep. I'd love that. I, I'm hoping to see more RPG elements mm-hmm. in this than in Destiny One. I would love to see like sparrow combat. Uh, like in like in, in Halo with, with ghosts. Mm. Something similar to that with the sparrows. Um, yeah, they only had the one. The isn't there the one pike. that can shoot yeah, the pike, that's what it was called. The pike and then they have a uh a well, ball tank that you can but again those right. aren't those aren't really featured in multiplayer i still don't think in destiny 2 vehicles will be featured in multiplayer yeah we did we have seen a couple more vehicles in pve stuff um so i know there's a human tank looks okay. very much like scorpion from halo what do you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but no uh shock here but hopefully they they up their vehicle combat game and we'll see that more and more in the coming years speaking of their combat game the new gun system the Mm -hmm. new gun setups um i don't know a whole lot about it i know that you it's not so much primary special heavy anymore right it's brett you could probably allude more to that than i can sure yeah i was really skeptical at first but hearing some of the developers talk about it i gets me pretty excited essentially you're going to have a kinetic slot which is like your traditional weapon right it just fires a bullet right and then you're going to have an energy slot which is going to replace the special and that's going to fire you know that's that's more like sci-fi guns um but they still fit the same archetypes as the primary weapons so like you can be running two hand cannons not you know you can't dual wield them but be firing your kinetic hand cannon and then swap over to your fire or arc or right. void yeah cannon. yep or is that something they're holding dual wielding guns dual wielding guns it didn't work for halo 2 so <laughs> doubt it it's coming not. back that's true and then your and then your final slot is your um power weapon slot and that's going to be snipers shotguns fusion rifles uh rocket launchers 
Swords. And I was gonna say swords. Swords, swords. will probably fit into that. They're gonna be the well. one the one hit kill weapons. I like it. I actually that now that it's been described more clearly to me, that sounds fun. So yeah. I look forward to that. Another major announcement from Sony was the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Um, at first, I was I wasn't sure if it was just gonna be a remaster or a remake, but everything I've looked at so far, it's it's an actual remake of it, which I'm very excited for. Because though Shadow of Colossus was a beautiful and amazing game, it struggled technically. So I think that it would benefit from a remake at this point. I remember uh, when me and my brother Logan used to play this game on the PS2, and we were just blown away at these, like, pretty much just a game surrounded by boss fights. Except they just weren't like, shoot at this thing, or hit this thing. You'd, like, climb on this thing, and it took, like, 30 minutes for us to do this. One of these 10-year-old kids. I just love that so much, and I'm glad they're bringing it back. I never played it. I never did either, but it looks awesome. Treat yourself. Yeah, so more Sony stuff. Um, Detroit. That game fascinates me. That is, game, this, is this the Becoming Human one or whatever? Yeah. Right. Yeah, this thing looks stupid. I gotta be honest. <laughs> this looks really dumb. It's a very, very story-driven game. It. I always think of Heavy Rain. Mm-hmm. Does Heavy Rain, or do the people who made Heavy Rain make this? I don't think so. They're the same. Both are Quantic Dream. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. And I was gonna say, it looks like Heavy Rain. It, it looks very similar. Anyways, I like when games take celebrities and put them in the forefront. And... Um, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare got absolutely destroyed, but one thing that people did like was Kit Harrington in the campaign, and that the campaign was actually good. I think it's cool when celebrities take a step back from the big screen and come to like our world and play video games. So I think it'll be fun. I'm I'm really curious on what kind of differences your choices make. It looks like a game with like a, just a ton of different options for driving the story where you want it to go or where you think you want it to go and I mean we'll see if it's one of those things where like Mass Effect 3 your choices don't really matter or if your choices actually do really impact how the the game ends like in Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2 <laughs> you know, the, the gameplay and the setting both looked very similar to Deus Ex to me kind of that future like almost cyberpunk but a little you know, toned down from that and I think it looks it looks like a, a type of game that I'd really enjoy I do have some knocks on the reveal of that game though yeah um, I do too and then it looks dumb <laughs> if you're not a narrative driven game guy I could see that it's not really sandboxy it's really linear um, but they showed their lead and his supporting character the girl and then they're talking to the androids and there's a, a scene in their reveal where he's talking to the androids and you guys are human now, like you guys are free. And they say something and the animation just looked really off to me. Like the mouth movement looked weird. Yeah. Um, I would have to go back and watch the trailer and point it out to you. But it that was the only time I was like, you guys spent a lot of time working on your leads, but your backups look terrible. Mm. So hopefully that's something that maybe I just missed, saw, like, missed it, but we'll see. Here's here's why I think it looks dumb. There's two things that are just have way too much. There's way oversaturated. That's zombies and bad robots. <laughs> just can we take a break, please? Like we got Westworld and we had Agents of Shield. But in this game, <laughs> the robots are like becoming good and the humans are bad. 
flips it on its head. How do you know that? Based on your choices, that's what that's what makes it interesting. Because the I think characters. you can decide to be good, or you can decide to be bad. Just kill because them all. Just. The whole I, <laughs> the whole idea of becoming human is embodying that choice of: Am good I going to act evil? in a in a way that's the, for the betterment of humanity, or am I going to act in a way that's selfish and is evil? Well, if they're doing good things, then why would the humans be shooting at them? Because humans are bad. Detroit is a polarizing game, clearly. So let's get into God of War and get off of Detroit <laughs> so we can Thank save you. our friendships. All right, so Sony also showed footage of their new God of War game. Uh, this time they are heading up north, going into the Norse mythology. What are your guys' thoughts? Looks dope. Don't have a PS4, but it looks dope. Look, Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I, I like the E3 2016 trailer better. Uh, I thought it was more intriguing, but looks like a cool game, but probably won't be for me. I think it looks cool with a beard, too. What's his name? Kratos. Looks cool with that beard. Do I look okay with a beard? Yeah, it look like poop. Yeah, it's coming <laughs> off today. So. Is this still Kratos? I know that there were some other God of War games that had a different protagonist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed as Kratos. It, it, I don't know. I've never played any of them. <laughs> I, I watched my, the first one. I watched my brother play God of War 2, I think, or something. And I was young and was like, well, this is weird. There was a line in the trailer that referenced something about how he's from somewhere else. And so I think that's them directly saying, like, yep, we're moving out of Greek mythology. And he's come up to escape that. And now he started this family. And it's going all downhill. He's a reluctant father. Classic cinematic story. Reluctant father. We haven't seen that recently, have we? We don't ever see that in games. That's <laughs> like zombies. They never show it up. No, never. Yeah, let's get more zombies and robots and reluctant fathers in these movies. Hey, oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. When you were talking about zombies and androids and all that, Call of Duty announced that zombies is continuing on, but that's really surprising. Yeah, right? If you guys don't have anything more about God of War, what are your thoughts on the Call of Duty announcement? All right, here we go. <laughs> Let me just straight up say... Call of Duty is now the Transformers of video games. <laughs> they continue to put out crap, and people buy it, so they continue to put out more crap. This game looks awful. I mean, if you think it looks cool, that's awesome. This is my opinion, but I thought this looked like the mobile iPad version of Call of Duty or Battlefield. It looked, it just looked so cheap to me. I thought it looked terrible. I'm done. Okay. I'm done with Call of Duty. That's what I meant by that. I, th I think Call of Duty is doing what it needs to do as a as a business or as an IP. It makes sense to go back. We've gone so far in the future. I'm a little bit with Luke in that I don't... It doesn't excite me at all. And it's not like they haven't done Call of Duty before. I do agree. I think it's smart that they're going back to World War II. Go back to your roots. I think that's smart. Yeah. I just... It didn't... It didn't wow me and it just looked like more call of duty which if you're into you're into but i'm not so if i want the story they're putting in this game i'll just go watch saving private ryan because i can get that for free on netflix instead of paying 60 dollars for a shooter i don't want to play i think that they're finally paying attention i think that people were tired of future soldiers as far back as black ops 2 I think that 
I think they're finally able to you know, stop giving people jetpacks and mech suits and move back to World War II. I think a lot of that is because of the success of Battlefield 1. Um, and I don't think that they're going to be able to compete with Battlefield 1, but they're moving in the right direction. I think it's also going to be hard for them to compete with Battlefront 2. If How similar do those come out to? How close do those come out? Uh, fairly sure. fairly close together. I'm sure it'll be close. Yeah. Um, one's probably mid-November, one's early. late October or early November. Yeah. Because yeah. even though the Battlefront game got a lot of slack for what it was, lots of people still play it because it's Star Wars. Yeah. And that's the same thing, though, with Call of Duty. People play it because it's Call of Duty. Call, Call of Duty, I think, needs a couple things um, if they really want to re- reinvigorate their franchise and that's an engine update it's still obvious so obvious that this is running in the engine that they built years four or five years ago when they were getting ready for that upgrade to the xbox one and the ps4 and just the animations don't look great it just just looks aged and um i know for me i it's just it's the same old song and dance we've gotten the last three or four years in a new skin mm-hmm. you know it's it's an old car with a new paint job um i am glad it's going back to boots on the ground but i it just call of duty for me it's dying i think it could use a year off um stop releasing yearly games if you're going to release the same game in a new skin um i know last year they even had to release a remaster of modern warfare and it's still sold really poorly so they have announced some pretty cool things though for it i think the firing range is a cool idea um especially you know you get a new gun in call of duty and you just run in multiplayer and get lit up because you don't know how to really play with it not that it's really complicated but um i think it's cool that you can practice with it also their (laughs) activision of course is behind this and so they have this new thing they're calling it like a hub kind of like the tower yeah it's a it's a tower ripoff (laughs) yeah it's a tower ripoff it's exactly what it is and while i don't think that's amazing at least it's new you know at least they're trying i'll give them at least it's something right it's something different they're taking a step outside of their comfort zone to try to do something different but i for call of duty i think it's just too little too late i think i think call of duty's they're outpaced now too many other games have, have caught up and passed them like you said they're running on an old engine you can clearly see it and I just think their time's slowly dying out. I mean, obviously, Call of Duty will continue to be made. Call of Duty will still sell. I mean, we talked about this last week. Call of Duty could be the wor- like their worst year is still better than most people's best. So here's what Call of Duty should do: take a year off and do what Assassin's Creed did, made a crappy movie, and then come <laughs> back, hopefully with a good game. I, I'm I'm hoping that Call of Duty can write the ship just for for the younger audience of, of gamers because I mean it does appeal to younger kids the high school kids really love they love those M rated bloody games right right and and Call of Duty it gives you it's quick it's mm-hmm. a twitch shooter you, you just play it's the know? fidget spinner it's of the video fidget games. spinner of shooters right you can't go yes. into battlefield and play a battlefield one match in less than 20-30 minutes my first match of Frontlines 
on Battlefield was an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And so you go to Call of Duty to play quick games. You know, you just mm-hmm. you go in. You, you sit, I'll have 30 minutes to play. I can get a couple matches in. You have 30 minutes to play in Battlefield. You might load into a game. <laughs> like, it just, like, you don't you don't get that with many shooters. So, so Call of Duty does have its perks, but World War II looked pretty stale to me. I'm not... I'm not really jacked up for that one, but I hope they I hope they get back on board. There wasn't much there for VR. Um, Moss was the only game that looked good to me, but we don't need to really need to talk about it. Moss. Me and Chris were both like, "Oh my gosh, is this a Redwall game?" I right. I was so excited. Yeah, and then oh, the, the mouse game. Moss. The mouse game. Okay, sorry. And yeah. I've actually heard that it's people who demoed it really like it's really good, but. It's not. But it's VR, and I don't know if any of us. It's PlayStation VR, so none of us have. <laughs> hey, I PS4 selling the PS4 Pro Gold for 250 right now. And then you'd have to buy a $500 VR headset. Yeah, I'm not getting VR. Their VR headset literally costs the same amount as an Xbox One X. And Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, so let's complain about price points on a, on a console. Money right. does not grow in trees. That's the third time I've said Versus that. a thing you put on your face. I don't know. VR is interesting. I think that it's still not. It's too. It's the tec- too early. The technical limitations are still there, and unfortunately for developers right now, that just means they're not going to get really good selling games. But they're also the people who eventually will make the ba- breakthrough. Oh yeah, it'll it'll so eventually. Props be to a big props thing. to people who are developing for VR right now. That's got to be crazy difficult, and I hope that they do succeed because I would love to see it become more mainstream. I would love to see the room like in Gamer. Mm. That's when VR will break through for me. <laughs> Star Trek Holodeck. Yeah, yeah. Also, Gamer is a terrible movie. Just don't watch it. It is a pretty awful movie. Yeah, but the but the premise the is concept cool. is awesome. reality <laughs> game thing is really cool. Yeah, I had an awesome concept. I'm not just... saying taking a prisoner and letting him get killed. <laughs> I'm just saying that that gaming system that he had was really cool. Like, it was yeah. a cool idea for sure. For sure. Um, the last announcement that Sony made. It's a pretty weak announcement in my opinion. Oh, I'm just joking. What was it? Luke? This almost made me quit video games. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This was actually my favorite announcement out of all of E3, um, which was the Spider-Man demo, which is what the Sony press press conference Sony yeah. Sony video playlist ended with. <laughs> um, it reminded me a lot of the Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man is one of the greatest superheroes ever made. And I thought it seemed really accurate to the character. The fighting looked really cool. I liked how you're swinging through New York. I'm super amped for this game. The little teaser of Miles Morales at the end. Uh, you stole my thunder. I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I'm a huge. Yeah, how's Miles that gonna Morales work, man? I don't know, but I know when he's like, "Hey, let's go!" and the kid turns around, he's like, "Miles, come on!" I I lost it. My wife was there, and she it, I made her jump because I screamed. I was like, "Whoa!" Like I got so excited, like I couldn't, I couldn't contain. It. I actually went and dug up like my Miles Morales book, and like looked at pictures of it the other day. I was like, yes. Um, in the Marvel comic universe, Peter and Miles are now both in the same world. Okay. They originally weren't, but they are now. So, Miles is the ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. Whoa. He's Spider- way younger too. Spider-Man games historically have had a lot of unlockable costumes and things like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's an Ultimate Spider-Man costume. What I would hope to see, 
even if it's DLC down the road. You'll see it as DLC, I guarantee it. Is a separate Miles Morales storyline mm. with full voice acting. It'll be small, Miles. though. Yeah, similar to like the um, in the Arkham games, don't they have like Robin storylines or Catwoman storylines? Yeah, they've had separate, like uh, they've had a Nightwing storyline. There's a Batgirl storyline. Red Hood. Red Hood. And they've they've been really good. They're just short. They're really solid. I, I hope that Spider-Man doesn't make them that short. Yeah. Because the Red Hood one's like four missions. Yeah. And I was really sad. You go through it favorite. like, this is really cool. And then it's over. you've been in it for 15 minutes and you're in the last mission where you just fight Black Mask. That's it. Yeah. It's like, well, it was fun while it lasted. Right. No, absolutely. No, that, that teaser for me is something that I expected at the end of the game and be like, Spider-Man 2. Right. But yeah. Like, obviously, they have to incorporate it in Spider-Man 1 now. Yeah, you can't drop that big a teaser. That te- When you drop it like that at E3, it has to be a big part of the game. Because you can't... That's like Anthem showing jetpacks and flying. And then the game comes out and they're like, nah, we're just not going to have that. <laughs> like, wait, what? That was like that was like the the big... Like, obviously, the gameplay was You great. lose your jetpack five minutes into the game. Yeah. And you have to find it to fight the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, that was such a big... Like, that's their twist. Yeah. So it's kind of like a TV show, like, showing a big twist at the end of an episode and then never paying it off. They're just like, now we're good. That's it. We just wanted to mess with you guys. So, like, there has to be something there. Maybe there's a mentorship. Mm. Um, Maybe maybe it's just DLC that they're alluding to. I mean, who knows? One thing that, that bothered me in the trailer was there was a lot of, like, quick time button mashing options. Um, which doesn't excite me at all. However, what I've heard is that that is only there to punctuate big cinematic events. Like it won't be throughout throughout the game constantly. It'll just be like when you're about to kill a boss, or like in the trailer when he's catching the giant crane flying through the buildings. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's only there to punctuate major story points. That's that's my hope too, and that's why I've stayed away from Sony games for the past years because they're filled with quick time events. That's oh. why Uncharted doesn't God of War interest me at all. God of God of War is yeah similar, and that's one of my fears for Detroit. But Detroit looks so it looks so different it looks so different else. than i'm not really worried about quick time events because it won't be nearly as actiony anyways sorry off track but with spider-man um and i'll be the one to say it it is a licensed game mm-hmm. and we've all been let down before so i think everybody will go into that fingers crossed it's good um we shall see we're looking at some gameplay or game engine footage now and it's just that's a beautiful game. Yeah, it looks really good. I And I'm glad they're doing a lesser-known villain for the game, mm-hmm. the Demons. At least for this gameplay, I'm guessing they'll have a major villain well, Fisk, in there somewhere. Fisk yeah. seems to have a big part in that, which could we get a Daredevil DLC? I'll give that to me. Because, I mean, don't they have some, some team-up arcs now. in the comics back in the day, don't they? Yeah. And I think Fisk was originally supposed to be a Spider-Man villain. Can I just say... Since half of the Marvel heroes are all in New York, if there's not another hero in this game, that will upset me. <laughs> well, they put like 16 heroes per movie, so I'm sure there's going to be like f- <laughs> at least five heroes in the game. Miles is in it. so He's not a hero yet. 
we don't know that. That's true. Yeah. We don't know a lot, so... I think a lot of the gameplay will be similar to the Arkham games in that um, it was like you had Mr. Freeze's henchmen and you had the Penguin's henchmen and throughout the city. And so I think it'll be similar to that where you have Fisk's guys, you have the demons, and you'll have... There'll probably be several other gangs throughout the city. They won't go through this game without Venom. Oh, I want to I want to play in that Venom symbiote suit. There's no way they go through this game and not have Venom in it. With this being a licensed game for the Marvel Studios Spider-Man, that might get tricky because it's, oh, it works yeah. different. Um, right. For the movies, Sony only has rights to make movies about Spider-Man. Marvel can do anything they want with like toys, t-shirts, video games. It's all under Marvel proper. So they could actually put the X-Men in this game if they wanted to. Awesome. Very cool. As with, like, movies, X-Men can only be under 20th Century Fox unless they do a deal, kind of like what Sony and Marvel did for Spider-Man Homecoming. Moving on from Sony, Ubisoft had a press conference. They they announced a few games. One of their big ones was Skull and Bones. Boo. Pirates. I was super into that game until about halfway through, and I realized <laughs> I'm never getting off that ship made me sad it reminded me a lot of assassin's creed 4 black flag i loved that game but i was so bad at the ship combat i i will not like this game at all honestly i thought the ships were the low points of assassin's creed and three and then the little bit i've done in four i just it drives me nuts i don't like it and i've been burnt by ubisoft too many times to take a chance on a game like that so like for honor mm-hmm. i took that chance and i i that makes me nervous yeah but the trailer was cool the cinematics were cool the yeah. kraken like I, I thought that was cool but yeah, other than cool. that i was think it'd be better as a movie than a game right what do you guys will think be more popular because microsoft had sea of thieves and ubisoft has what is it skull and skull bones, bones. and <laughs> I think they're they're kind of different though because in Sea of Thieves you're a person on a ship and you can do different things. Like I think they're playing an accordion. I have I have mixed reactions about Sea of Thieves. Some days I see it and I love it, and I mean, some I'm not days gonna... I see it and I'm like, if I don't have four friends to play this with, there's no point. I mean, I'm not going to get either one. So <laughs> I think so. So Sea of Thieves. It intrigues me. I think Sea of Thieves has potential to be a lot of fun. Um, like you said, Brett, you're going to have to have friends, number one. That's the first thing. Number two, it looks like it could kind of venture into that arc territory where mm-hmm. you just kind of are put in this world and you just do stuff. You don't really... There's no... There's no point besides right, just doing there's, stuff. There's no real like guidance. You just kind of go. And so I looked that up because I was like, man, if that's, if that's, if it's just like Ark and pirate skin, I'm not going to play that. So I looked it up and some of the devs, they were doing some interviews and they were talking about, is there a story? Like a lot of the people were asking, is there a story for this game? Is, is there like a campaign? Um, and they said, no, there's legends. And which one is this? See if these, this is see if these, okay. I'm, I won't get into skull and bones, <laughs> but they were talking about legends. And so instead of doing one long story arc, they want to put a bunch of different legends in the game and there's some legends that you can do that will take days weeks you know kind of like destiny there's quest lines that take forever and then there's going to be quest lines and i call them quests because that's just what it's become 
over time, but mm-hmm. there'll be some that you can play in one session. And I thought that was really cool. I think that's something that Ark misses. Mm-hmm. There's no real direction. You just kind of play. So I I hope that Sea of Thieves kind of looks at that game because that's for me that's what I compare it to. Yeah. His Ark. You're on a world. You're on a island and you have a ship and you can go around wherever you want. So. Right, they uh, they also showed some more gameplay of Far Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like another Far Cry game. <laughs> I appreciate the change of location. It's not some exotic place that, you know, we don't understand the language and the culture is so different and definitely the culture will be a bit different in terms of that you're going to a place that's been taken over by a cult. But, um, you know, Montana is an incredibly beautiful place and... It's going to feel very American. So that's cool. Woo, America. I got a lot of Red Dawn vibes oh, from yeah. this. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool. Shout out to Swayze. Rest in peace. I'm checking out some gameplay of it. And does anybody have a hard copy of any Far Cry game I could borrow? Yes. Do you have four? I think I have four. I might try to borrow that from you. I have. I've got four on the PC. Oh, I think I have four digitally. I don't know. I have one digitally and one physically, and okay. I'll let you borrow whichever one I have physically. I okay. Remember. Yeah, I want to. I want to. Did three come out on the one? Yeah, three okay. was a launch, like a launch title. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I want to try them. Out. I've never played Far Cry. I've never. They're fun. Honestly, three was better in my opinion, but that's what I've heard. You know, I guess we'll see. Four. Four was beautiful it looked yeah. amazing but yeah three had better gameplay four was beautiful and really fun for like 50 percent of it but then i realized i'm gonna have to do this over and over again i'm going to liberate more camps on the other half of the map and they're just going to be scaled up enemies so that's when i stopped so it, i feel like if far cry can give me less of the here's the same thing to do over and over again and more of a here's like really unique scenarios in an open world then i'm then i'm in Man, I'm watching some Far Cry 5 gameplay, and it is it is a beautiful game. It looks really good. Yeah. Like, graphically, wow. It, I mean, Call of Duty needs to borrow this engine. I like how you can have your, your dog bring you guns. Yeah, that was that was pretty <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I might, I might get Far Cry 5. Just looking at a little bit of gameplay, it looks fun. When is the release on this? No this year i think it's this year oh no 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 it got bumped back it was originally this fall it got bumped back to spring of 18 okay yeah i'll definitely be checking this one out yeah because it's supposed to come out around the same time as red dead february 27th maybe not red dead uh, red dead redemption is probably one of my favorite games ever made so they come out at the same time yeah far cry 5's taking a back seat so is every other game that is coming out (laughs) ever um, a lot of people were freaking out about this. I had never heard of it, actually. Beyond and Good and Evil 2. Beyond Good and Evil. I, that, that's been a game that came out, like, 16 like years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was out of 2001-2002. Yeah. initially released. They re-released it in 2011, I believe, uh, on, the newer, on the newer consoles. But yeah, that was an original Xbox game. And it got great reviews i've never actually played beyond good and evil but it you you play as an investigative journalist in at some future planet 
far off and it's basically uncovering this conspiracy from the corporation that controls the planet mm-hmm. and I've heard rumors that Beyond Good and Evil 2 is going to be a prequel yes it is and apparently that big old trailer they made has like nothing to do with the game they just made that trailer for announcement that's what worries me more than anything is yeah. that it's like yeah here's we've made a pretty cg trailer with zero gameplay and zero actual information about the game and we've renounced it which they get hyped <laughs> they've been talking about beyond good and evil 2 for a long time it's been floating around which when that happens with games a lot of times it means that there's some trouble in mm-hmm. in the development it's just i mean yeah it's been 16 or 17 years since the first game people have wanted beyond good and evil 2 for a long time different studios have been talking about it for a long time and so it's just it's been floating around i don't think that doesn't bode well for beyond good and evil 2 i don't think i think it's going to sell i think beyond good and evil had a huge audience and so it's, it's going to sell for the if anything just for the nostalgia Speaking of that CG trailer, Brett, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it on YouTube, and the first comment, the first comment says, "I didn't understand any of this, but it was awesome." <laughs> so, so like that just furthers what you're saying. I mean, they just made this trailer, and that's it. It's a it's a hype piece, and that's okay to put out, but you have to think about it in terms of expectations. And Halo Five, Halo Five suffered from something very similar in that you had this big hype piece trailer that came out three years before the game came out. With Locke? No, the one with the the cloak. Okay. The In the sandstorm. Right. Oh, and it's okay, like, okay. oh, Sorry. what is this about? And then further marketing for Halo 5 also kind of led us to believe the story was something different than it actually was. And so I'm all for hype pieces, but you got to make sure that they're still Applicable. Tr- true to the story. Yeah. Which that was... A lot of Halo's problems came from later story decisions to, right. to remove a lot of like the lock stuff mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Another another thing that Ubisoft showed it was it was a small thing, but I think that it was kind of important was the transference mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. which we've seen a lot of VR that is just you put the headset on and you're in this first person world, whether that's VR Skyrim or uh, a lot of these games where it's just taking a regular first-person game and making it VR. I think that what Transference and what Ubisoft is starting to do and what we're starting to see more with VR is they're introducing the concept of unreliable reality Mm. to where what you're seeing doesn't necessarily correspond with what's actually happening. And so, especially with things like Transference and then... um, I don't remember who the publisher was or which conference I saw it in, but the inpatient. I think it was Sony. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, so with with both of those, I think we're seeing a new direction for VR to where they're they're moving. um, They're able to use VR as more more of a storytelling tool instead of just a new way to look at the same game. Yeah, I think that's cool. I agree. And they got Elijah Wood in there, so. Celebrity led games. I think that's I think that's it from Ubisoft. Obviously, there was a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff, but we already kind of touched on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bethesda had a 
Small but quick showing. Short conference. I don't think they needed a conference, personally. Um, they showed some VR, Fallout, VR, Doom. Um, they announced some expansion, an expansion for their card game, which I know the card games are a thing that's gaining a lot of traction, and, mm-hmm. and there's a big audience for those. I don't really care about card games i don't know about you guys i'm not a big fan of them i know i got gwent the one from the witcher mm-hmm. like for free for being part of the preview program i haven't even loaded it i just am not i have no desire to play it yeah if, Same Beth- here. if bethesda doesn't announce anything elder scrolls 6 related i don't care so hey you got two skyrim announcements <laughs> that don't apply to me at all <laughs> Skyrim for VR and Skyrim for Switch. Speaking of the Switch, should we jump to Nintendo? I think we've still got a few things in Bethesda real quick. Oh, okay. Um, Dishonored 2 is having some... Essentially, it looks like Dishonored with Pirates, which I am on board for. Have you played Dishonored? I've played Dishonored. I haven't played Dishonored 2. Okay. Yes. Dishonored 2 DLC is looking awesome, and it's looking awesome for a couple reasons. One, because we're getting new characters and with new abilities and we're finally going to take on the outsider who if you haven't played either of the dishonored is kind of the guy pulling all the strings and um it it seems like it's almost more of a standalone thing than a traditional dlc and that's what really excites me so that for me i i've never played dishonored um, but for me, that raises the question, if he's the guy pulling all the strings, why is it taking two games and a DLC to get to him? Do you see him prior? I mean, have you fought him before, or is this the first time? He is, he's kind of a shady ally okay. in the first couple games. No first spoilers, games. no spoilers. Have you played Half-Life? No. I didn't play games growing up, to be honest with you guys. I, I, I would, rode my bike. I would compare him to the G-Man in Half-Life who shows up influences the story influences your main character and then goes away Mm -hmm. and you can't really he chooses when he interacts yeah you don't have you can't go and find him because he's so mysterious he looks creepy i just googled him (laughs) what's he called the outsider the outsider he's a he's a more spiritual presence in the physical realm so, anyways, no, I'm super hyped for. I I think Dishonored is one of those underrated games that gets it's it never sells super well, but it's, it's the gameplay is so tight and so good and so diverse. It was really unique. Yeah, which is what I really liked about the first one. I haven't played the second one, so even I, more so. I they amped it up to eleven. I might check it out if it gets. It's got two campaigns because you can play either as oh, that's cool the uh, Corvo. Or you can play as Elizabeth. Oh, the girl? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Because it's cool. set like 10 years later. Mm-hmm. I, I might check it out if it its price gets dropped more. I'll, I'll let you know if I ever see it on sale. All right, thanks. Because <laughs> I know you're not made of money. Or wait. Money does not grow on trees. <laughs> there you go. And then and then they also announced Wolfenstein 2. Yeah. Uh, New Colossus. Which, if Doom was any indication, Wolfenstein 2 will be great. Yeah. They, they've shown that they can handle single-player FPS in, in a more linear fashion than like their Fallout games mm-hmm. and, and do it really well. I think Doom has been one of their bigger successes lately. 
Um, I think Bethesda does a lot of things really well. Not, I'm not even like a big fan of Skyrim or Fallout, but I mean, I like their games, but just like you said, the gameplay is just always so satisfying. I, I just really like their games in general. I haven't played Wolfenstein. I played Doom. I really enjoyed Doom. I thought Doom was great. It was fast paced. It was fun. Action packed, bloody, gory. It was, the graphics were good. I mean, I just, I don't know. Bethesda just does a lot of things right. So, yeah. And then Wolfenstein is just going to be um, alternate history where the Nazis win, and then it's future Nazis. It's man, in, man. In the high I castle. love Man in the High Castle. Yeah. So this is like right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the elephant in the room of the Bethesda conference would be the Creation Club. Uh, it's wrapped up really nicely. It'll look like something that'll be great for for the gamers and for the community. Uh, but from my perspective, it's essentially uh, a paid mods program, which is something that Steam tried to do a while back in the community. There was significant community backlash from that. Um, so I'm curious to see how this goes over for Bethesda, how the community reacts once they do start charging for premium mods, seeing as how modding has been such a strong and important part of Bethesda's games, especially with them now finally opening up modding onto consoles, which was a huge deal. Obviously, it's more limited than it is on the PC, but Mm -hmm. I don't think the Creation Club will have much of an impact on PC because PC is just it's a more open environment where people can go online and find find their mods but I think that it will have a larger impact on console gaming what are your guys thoughts on the paid mods program I don't use mods when I play even Fallout or the remastered Skyrim so um, it's not really applicable to me but same here and I play Skyrim all the time and I haven't turned on one mod yet Mods are interesting in that I think they're a great way for someone who wants to just screw around with something, can screw around with something, or if someone wants to get into the industry, they can work really hard and create something they're proud of. But paid mods have kind of been a white whale, especially on consoles, and Bethesda has the opportunity to do it right, but I don't see it going over real well. I don't know. This brings up an important question, though. What's worse, a white whale or a whor- or an elephant in the room? Ooh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nintendo. All right, moving on from Bethesda to Nintendo's press conference. Um. Nintendo's press conference was awesome, by the way. Like, yes. like, let's not overstate or understate. Let's they not understate lot, I like. how little or yeah. I wasn't expecting like <laughs> anything. I I don't know where to start and stop on He's that. He's so one. excited right now. He can't figure it out. <laughs> so as a Switch owner, their whole like direct video that they produced hit on like all it was was switch titles and which is a big deal which is a huge deal because it's been actually the switch has been selling really well and doing much better than i think people expected it to oh yeah the switch is killing it and they really i mean mario odyssey 
Um, they did announced a new Pokemon game. You got Yoshi, you got Kirby, all coming out next year. Um, it was a great. It was a great. As someone who is afraid of what they, as someone who was worried about what I was going to play on my Switch in the next six to twelve months, I'm no longer worried because they've sold me on three or four games. Yeah, I, th- I think that was a big deal because when the Switch came out. It was so limited in, in the titles it had. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was good to see that, one, they're focusing on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, yeah, it's their new system, but Nintendo has a lot of stuff out there that they could really give time to. Right. And it seems like their focus is mainly the Switch and releasing a lot of titles. So people who own it, like you, don't have to worry about what they're going to play, which is good. Now, Chris, in your last episode, you said... If Nintendo announces a Metroid game, I have to buy a Switch. Are you? Have you made that purchase yet? I have not made that purchase yet. <laughs> You're slacking, man. I've got a long time until Metroid Four comes out. Metroid Very 5, true. 4. Very but true. But I am. I am saving up, and I will have Metroid Prime for the day it launches. Awesome, awesome. I will watch you play it. What were you guys most excited about from the Nintendo conference? Other than Metroid Prime, yeah, <laughs> obviously, obviously that Metroid blew Prime all of our minds. Um, what I was most happy to see was the announcement of Skyrim, which we we already knew, mm-hmm. but more importantly, Rocket League mm-hmm. coming to the Switch because hey. of not not specifically for those games, but because those are two major third party games coming to the Switch, which I think indicates that we'll be seeing more third party Switch games, yeah. which is something that. Nintendo has struggled with in the past few generations, both on the Wii and especially on the Wii U. There's third party didn't want anything to do with the Wii U. Mm-hmm. So to see those coming to the Switch, uh, I believe was Minecraft announced for the Switch. I think it's been announced. Yeah, I yeah. think it was announced a while back. Yeah, um, which Minecraft, Minecraft. Actually, quick segue over to Minecraft. They had a small announcement that is a huge deal. Um, which is Minecraft is now in 4K. <laughs> no, no one cares that Minecraft's in 4K. <laughs> Minecraft was never... It's it's not meant to be in 4K. But the no new cares. texture packs. <laughs> I was just sitting here with this little look on my face like, this is not important. Please don't be yeah. serious. <laughs> but no, the, the important announcement from Minecraft is cross-platform play mm-hmm. from PC to Pocket edition the the mobile version of minecraft and the xbox and the switch i think are all having cross-platform play so everyone can play together unless you are on playstation i believe that's Sucks coming to, to rocket league right user. yes rocket league will rocket cross league as well is also going to be cross play and I, I remember hearing sorry not to cut you off but i remember hearing grumblings that microsoft had reached out to sony about cross-platforming i think it was last year mm-hmm and Sony was like, no, nah, we don't want anything to do with it. We're kind of doing our own thing. And so Microsoft was just like, okay, let's go talk to Nintendo. And Nintendo's like, let's do it. And it helped Nintendo. And I think if that is the case, um, that helps Nintendo get third-party titles. Yeah. You know, because Rocket League's a big deal. Yeah, and Sony, Sony doesn't think they need cross-platform currently because they're... They're the big guy on campus right now. Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're riding the ebb and flow, yeah. and they're at the top of it. Yeah, and they're they're running the show right now. But once that changes, I think they'll change their tune and they'll jump on the cross-platform bandwagon. Yeah, they're oh. getting they're getting slammed pretty heavy 
by the media right now. Yeah, I, I would love to be able to cross-platform for all games. Yeah. Yeah. Not I, so much FPS with PC because that sucks. <laughs> Playing Gears of War against people on PC is just awful because mm-hmm. I die a lot. But I, but no, I, I think it'd be really cool to, to be able to play like my friends on PS4, you know, because then it just comes down to controller preference and exclusives. Right. But let's not stray too far from Nintendo and their third-party titles that they're now getting. So good True. for them. Yeah. Thanks for taking the step. Yeah. What what were you guys most excited about from their from their conference? For me, Mario Odyssey. That game, yes. oh man. Super Nintendo or sorry. Super Mario sixty four flashbacks yeah. for me. I was just like, Yes. And you could play as a T Rex. <laughs> let's not let's not skip that. That's amazing. With a mustache. Yeah, I was watching the gameplay of that this morning. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this looks like so much fun. Right? That, that's that's what I love about Nintendo. Let me let me get sidetracked here. Nintendo games are just fun. I don't rage when I play Nintendo games. I just have a good time. I play Call of Duty or Destiny or Gears of War, and I get so frustrated. You haven't played much Super Smash Brothers, have you? No, because I'm <laughs> terrible at it, and I don't like playing with anyone that's going to make me feel horrible about myself. Friendships have been broken, but restored as well. Super Smash Brothers. I was kind of surprised that they didn't have a Super Smash Brothers announcement. Super Smash Brothers 4 is too new of a game for them to make a new Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. What I think we will see is something similar to Mario Kart. Okay. Where they just like put, a deluxe edition. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 mm. Deluxe. So I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we see a Super Smash Brothers 4 Switch or something along those lines where it's there there won't be any significant changes to super smash but they'll they'll port it to the switch soon yeah well i I wouldn't say i was disappointed by not seeing it i was just surprised i wasn't because they gave me you know 12 games in the next year to get excited about so what are um switch games price point when they're released normally they're about they're, 60. They're still the, the same? $60. Are yeah. They, are well, they 60? I thought there was a... So, like a... so there's games like Mario Kart and Zelda, which are going to be priced at the $50, yeah. $60. Main but games. then there's like Shovel Knight and those, that which are more the $20 games. Okay. So they're, they fluctuate much more than everybody else. Than the, yeah, <laughs> Microsoft or... So, so my question platforms. for you, Brett, is being an owner of the switch is arms something that interests you arms was not something that interested me until i saw it this week that's how i felt and i was like okay that looks kind of fun (laughs) yeah it's different yeah way different than anything else it doesn't excite me that i would need to get another set of joy cons joy cons because those things are way overpriced but it still looks it looks like a really fun little party game yeah and so. I think that's something that Nintendo nails is party games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I actually just recently bought a Wii U because my Xbox is not a good party system. Yeah. So when people are over, you can play the Wii and it's more inclusive. So Yeah. Um, the fact that Pokemon is putting out a, a mainline Pokemon game on the Switch, it's still untitled, but the fact that they're putting one out on the Switch says a lot about the direction that Nintendo's moving with their handhelds. Mm-hmm. Nintendo keeps saying, you know, we're still we're still supporting the 3DS. 
and there are some new games coming out on the 3DS. I think that a, what a lot of Nintendo was doing was kind of hedging their bets with the Switch early on. So they had a lot of games ready for the 3DS, but once the games that are currently in development are are done and, and they're put out on the 3DS, I wouldn't be surprised if we stopped seeing 3DS games being developed and people switch their focus over to making games for the Switch and then the Switch becomes their primary handheld. Make, Especially with Game Freak moving over to make Pokemon for the Switch. That makes sense to me. I would agree. Well, I mean, the Switch to me is a handheld system. I rarely, rarely play it on your docked. TV. Yeah. yeah, I almost always am like, oh, I'll just play this on my like. I'm still on my couch in my living room, but I would rather play it, you know, right here like this than. I don't know. I don't know why convenience it's fun i i don't know it's fun to play a handheld console with a game as technically impressive as zelda mm. zelda re- announced some yeah, dlc two dlcs one coming here in a couple june 30th weeks. my birthday <laughs> if anybody wants to buy me that go for it <laughs> what's what are these dlcs so the about? first one is like they're introducing like a horde mode um, and a hard mode. They're introducing a difficulty. Okay. There's, there's a hard mode. There's a whole new trials of the sword. Yeah. Basically. Oh, it's similar to what they had in Twilight Princess. Yeah. And others. Mm-hmm. And then they have some other little minor adjustment type things. And you can so like see where you're going. A map. A map. A map like, that shows where you've gone. Where you've traveled all over oh, Hyrule yeah. for like the last 200 hours. Yeah. And then a... um blah armor yeah stuff like Bunch that of new armors okay, so no it's, it's no pre- major like story no okay. that and will be in the second one that's coming in holiday yeah in december or holiday yeah holiday holiday i, well, I think it's december i yeah. i assume december i assumed it, when i when i see holiday I, I assume late november early december your holiday president's day dlc <laughs> yeah so it's it's coming with the holiday dlc you're going to be able to play as the other champions mm-hmm. right so Spo- from spoiler all, alert <laughs> the, yeah so all the people who control the divine beasts you'll be able to play as them i'm the only person here who hasn't played zelda so i have no idea what you guys are talking about but it sounds cool <laughs> and they're releasing an amiibo set with the second dlc as well yeah. and it looks really yeah. nice it's like some majora's mask style stuff where you get to run around as a goron and zora yeah <laughs> So, I'm yeah, gonna play Breath of the Wild today. Very excited about Breath of Breath of the Wild DLC. All right, I think that about wraps up our discussion for E3. I got one more thing. I got one more thing. All right. One thing that was not attached to a panel was the Kingdom Hearts three yes. trailer, um, yes. which was the one thing I was hoping for. Honestly, just anything, just give me something. And the gameplay they released was gorgeous for one. As a fan of Kingdom Hearts, it doesn't look like they're straying too far from what got them the fan base they have um i know that they announced that next month at disney's big conference where we'll learn all about star wars and all that stuff um, they're gonna announce more and i'm assuming that's gonna be a release date they've danced around release date news for like two or three years now so it's about time that they they give us something holiday 19 something anything they have not given us anything at all um, but one thing I thought was interesting is when they originally announced it, it was a PS4 game. That was it. At the end of the trailer they showed at E3 this week, it at the bottom, 
it had Xbox One and then PS4. So I don't know if that was something maybe holding up release dates. I don't know if that's something that was causing issues behind the scenes, but Xbox One does seem to be getting it. So I'm really excited about that. You guys will probably have to record a podcast without me that week. <laughs> all right. I think that's uh, that's all we've got for E3. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into a new segment that we want to start doing on a weekly or... Um, and every once in a while, maybe, for now, basis. Yeah, maybe not weekly, but something we want to start doing, we're going to call it trying new things, where each of us chooses something that we've enjoyed in the past a tv show a movie a video game that um, another one of our hosts hasn't experienced and we're essentially assigning it to them so that they can go watch it read it play it and then come back next week and give their thoughts on it so i'm going to i'm going to give luke something this week and i'm going to give him one of my favorite tv shows it is an anime Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of episodes. I don't expect him to watch the whole thing. So for TV shows, I'm going to have him watch the first five episodes this week, and then come back and and talk to me about it. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I love watching new things. I've started a new thing like with my Netflix, and I'm trying not to rewatch stuff or try new things. So I'm excited to do it. Hopefully, I like it. Maybe because I just don't want to make you feel bad since you like it so much. <laughs> but um, I'm assigning Tyler something new. And uh, I'm a huge movie guy. It's like one of my favorite things to do is watch movies. So I thought I'd give you one of the Oscar movies from last year. And uh, I want you to watch Arrival. I, it's a, It was one of my favorite movies of last year. It's, re- it's really it's, good. It's a really good sci-fi. And it's it's a different sci-fi it's it's really unique. It's got great acting, great story. I think you'll really like it. Who else in it? Uh, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, okay. Forrest Whitaker. Okay, I, I didn't know who the directed by supporting character Denis Villeneuve, who's one of the best directors right now. Sweet, looking forward to it. I'll definitely report back next week with my thoughts. Woohoo! I hope I don't like it, so I do hurt your feelings. Um, suck it. <laughs> and then for me, I brought a book for Chris to read or a comic book. Um, I think I'm the only one who reads Valiant comics, kind of a new venture for me. And there was one that stuck out amongst all the others and it was Bloodshot. Um, He's a military man. He's been brainwashed to just be a machine. He regenerates, kind of has the Deadpool kind of feel like he can just come back after injuries. Um, but it gets kind of sci-fi. It takes some weird turns. So it'll it'll definitely keep you guessing, and I think that, you'll enjoy it. That sounds right up my alley. And I've not been reading comics a lot lately, so I'm excited to, to jump back in with this. I, I think you'll enjoy this one. Of, of all the Valiant books I've read so far, I thought Ninjak would be the one I liked, but Bloodshot was was really good. And Exo Man of War is good too, but I don't have a volume of that, so I wanted to give you something that would give you a little more substance. All right, and so listeners at home, we encourage you to also uh, read or watch those those same things if you can get a hold of them. Um, you can find Full Metal Alchemist online, um, and I've assigned Luke Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, not Full Metal Alchemist. They're different. Um, Arrival, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere right now, but go rent it from Redbox or something because it's amazing. And for the Valiant for the Valiant comics, I don't know where you can find that. Go to your local 
comic book store. Or also, fun fact, Valiant Comics will be on Warp Tour all summer. So if you are happening to go to Warp Tour, stop in and check out what they got. They usually have pretty good deals. I know I got five volumes for $30. So Nice. All right, but as you uh, as you check those out, tweet us at what the fanboy with your uh, your opinions on those, or send us an email at whatthefanboy at gmail dot com with uh, with your thoughts. Or if you ever have any other suggestions for things that you want us to talk about, or watch, or anything like that, hit us up. We'll watch it, read it, play it, massage it. You can also find us on iTunes if you just search What the Fanboy on there. Please subscribe and rate and review us on there. Uh, Brett, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at Brightson. That's B-R-E-I-T-Z-E-N. Or you can hit us up on YouTube at Rye Studios. That's R-E-Y Studios. We also have a Twitter account, Rye Studios. Rye underscore Studios. You can find me at the Boy Wonder. It's the underscore B O I underscore W U N D A. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Tyler underscore 19 underscore Davis. Uh, well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, send us your thoughts on everything E3. Uh, we'll be back here next week with our thoughts on the things we tried that were new. And thanks, Brett, for stopping oh. in and recording with us. It was fun. Absolutely. Had a blast. Let's do it again sometime. All right. Thanks, everybody. Tetris. All right, it's the OG video game. Come on, people. That game is bomb. I'm, I'm cutting this out. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs>